How's working from home been going for you? Remarkably Remote from GoToMeeting will help you succeed in today's new normal. In just three minutes or less, we'll share simple but helpful tips to keep you on track. From managing your motivation, workload, and relationships, to hosting and attending virtual events that keep you connected with your clients and colleagues. So check out Remarkably Remote on your favorite podcasting platform. Or head to gotomeeting.com slash tips. That's gotomeeting.com slash tips. on the field people will come and it doesn't happen you have to look at how you're doing business hello everybody and welcome to white Sox business the only white Sox podcast to get itself its own haircut over the weekend and you know what it's not bad i'm your host the one with a lot less hair than he had when he woke up yesterday tom finale and joining me is a man who can cut his own hair just by looking at it intently enough the athletics white Sox scrivener james vegan on today's show, we're going to be talking about the latest from Ken Rosenthal on MLB's possible plan for a return, the decision to have a five-round draft this summer, and speaking of drafts, we'll be drafting our favorite sports that aren't baseball. But before we get to all of that, James, I have to know something about you. Has the thought of another human being not wanting to win as badly as you do ever driven you to tears? Uh. Absolutely. Definitely took me back to my days of getting impeached from uh, the presidency of my sketch uh, group in uh, in college. Feeling you, Michael. Wait. Wait. <laughs> so you were, was it like, a, so it was like a, was it an improv or sketch? sketch? Uh, they did both. Okay. I, I was a sketch writer. And you wrote, and you were the president. So like not I was only. A, I was a co-president. Not only were you in like an improv group in college, but you were the president. Like I you like guys had wrote eighty percent of the shows, so it was just kind of a logical move. So was it? So you weren't elected as much as you kind of just had a. a there there a was a vote, and I, I won it. Was it? This is this is wild. <laughs> this is the emblematic of us having no content. <laughs> You want to dive into this during the season? Just be a throwaway line, and we keep on moving. It's not. No, I would. No, 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 no. I would have dove in because this is unexpected. This is. I didn't know this. This is weird. It's not that you were in the improv group again. It's the fact that you were elected president, and then I guess there was a revolt overthrowing you. Yes. Uh, like like Michael. I, th- I would say we just kind of treated our less talented uh, members with a sort of naked contempt that they seemed to have perceived at a certain point and just didn't really trust them to do anything. And um, they wanted to go in another direction and they, they blame their failing or poor attendance on, on leadership rather than their lack of talent. <laughs> I guess that's my interpretation of it. I'm going to like get some haughty emails about <laughs> stuff from 10 years ago based off this description of events, but that's sort of how I feel. So I just want just the the guy in that picture from a few weeks ago on Twitter that was wearing the uh, the baggy white t shirt. Those are the good old days. That, that was, was holding, that was that was when was, things were smooth. What was in your cup? I don't remember. Um, but but that guy was the president, and he was like, "Whoa, you guys are the problem." That, that guy was the up and comer. I wasn't a president until I was like a senior or junior or senior. <laughs> 
So you were you were just mad with power. Uh it was more just like what we wanted to do, like there was a, another faction that like wanted to do something entirely different. And so they were like messing up all of, like our meetings by just trying to pull us in a different direction. And we didn't really like have the cupboard was pretty bare talent wise as far as like underclassmen. Just so if there wasn't like full cooperation from like the top half of the group, like nothing really, nothing really worked. And it was just me and my co-president trying to like grandstand and save like every scene because we thought uh, deep down that our uh, other members weren't funny. And <laughs> that's not really like a good happy atmosphere where everyone feels involved and 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 it it would be like Jordan uh taking 35 shots a game but instead of Jordan level talent it's like Calvert Cheney so it, it just it, it, nothing really worked and it made it for a negative at- atmosphere and um I probably didn't rein in my co-president enough from just telling people they suck to their face and they, the group they didn't really so much get rid of us as it disbanded it's not like they uh, <laughs> successfully put us on impeachment trial and we were convicted and we were hauled off in handcuffs. It was more just like they wanted us out and like the group just didn't work anymore. Shout out to Calbert Cheney who woke up this morning, not expecting to catch strays, but here we are. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry that your, your presidency wasn't successful and that your, your improv group hated you. Uh yeah, it was unfortunate, but uh, maybe are you still friends with them of... today, or did you drift apart? Uh, I'm no, not really anybody who was involved with that. Uh, probably some of the older upperclassmen who originally like kind of put me in position to be in line and have power. I'm still tight with those people, but so as so... anybody I was with at that time. <laughs> so to summarize, James still likes the people who gave him power. Hates the people he had power over. <laughs> I mean, that yes. was true at the time. So why would that change ten years later? Oh, we are getting a peek into the psyche of one James Vegan, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, okay, that's that's enough of your college experiences. We're, I can't we're rate gonna... to like some article I write about. I don't know evan marshall just like some analysis and people disagree with it and they're like well, we should impeach you like your college improv troop did <laughs> please everybody that's how i want you to if you're listening just tweet the hashtag impeach james to him right now on twitter that's <laughs> definitely gonna happen now Thank yeah you. for sure you're welcome uh okay let's let's that, talk well, the funny part is that they said impeachment like there wasn't like some we didn't have like some formal constitution where there's an impeachment process. Like they should have just said like we're quitting. That would have been the actual mechanism. Oh, I think I think we've opened an old wound here, folks. And there's there's no selling it back up so easily. There's there's some anger coming out of you now. It's like some regret, maybe. Wait, let's, I don't know. Let's get to calmer topics like the MLB labor dispute. Do you think Ken Rosenthal was ever impeached from his job as president of his college improv group? I feel like Ken Rosenthal is more of like a college newspaper type of guy. Whereas I, I quit was... my college newspaper after like three weeks of covering Interhall football. <laughs> Interhall football? Yeah. Notre Dame has like full pads, full contact Interhall football amongst like the dorms. Really? I saw a, I saw a compound fracture up close <laughs> at Interhall football uh, as a freshman. That was not what made me quit. That, I thought that was cool. <laughs> okay, so... Likes broken bones, <laughs> loves to crush those beneath him. We're just learning. So well, much. it was just like, all right, uh, this yeah. is a real game that I'm on hand for. This is intense. 
it's it's only a real game when people are getting seriously injured. Anything without bones sticking out of legs is just kind of, you know, school ground bullshit. Speaking of games where we have seen, I mean, maybe that's why Robin Ventura is your favorite player ever, but oh no, that's <laughs> <me>. <laughs> but no, over the weekend, let's let's get to what we came here for, I guess, finally. Uh, Ken Rosenthal came out with his latest story about the plan for baseball. And we've touched, we've touched on it. You know, that the Trevor Plouffe scoop seems to be a very real thing. Jeff Passan wrote about it as well shortly after it came out with that kind of thing. And then what Rosenthal reported over the weekend is that MLB has a plan right now where, well, he he starts his story with the three words, nothing is official. And I feel like that's three words we should put at the start of every story about everything right now. But the the gist is that the regular season would begin in early June and it would be about an 80 game regular season. He writes that it might not, you know, it might be 78 or 82, but something in that area. And he says that the schedule would be regionalized in that, like with the White Sox, the White Sox would be playing their AL central opponents, but they would also be playing their NL central opponents and nobody else. And that's in an effort, obviously, to limit travel and all that kind of stuff. And he proposes a schedule that would be something like playing each year division opponents 12 times and the National League division opponents six times for a 78-game schedule. They would hope they were trying to play it in as many home parks as possible, which I think could be a bit difficult. And as he mentions, you know, New York especially, and then Toronto, which there is no non-essential travel between the United States and Canada right now, at least not till the end of May. Who knows if that'll be feasible in July. Uh, a playoff- Blue Jays-Mets is essential. Yeah, we need to have those games. Uh, It expanded playoff, which would see seven teams in each league making the playoffs, which I think makes sense in this plan simply because with a shorter season, you can, quote, kind of expand that season by adding more teams to the playoffs. And obviously, are you trying to like neutralize fluke results? Like, I don't know, the Twins getting uh, playing a poor 20 games and it completely ruining their season? Yeah. And then just also, but then you have more fluke results in the playoffs. It's going to be a fluky season. It's going to be a fluke season, and at least that way you're adding more games, which you know, and more playoff games might help increase the revenue to help offset some of the losses that you're inevitably going to suffer because of all this. And of course, there won't be fans, at least not at the beginning, and probably not throughout the whole thing. If we're being real, but I mean, oh, and Jim Bowden also wrote about how there will be a universal DH, maybe, which. I mean, yeah, I don't want to. Likely, I feel like I don't. Um, let's see, the White Sox and Cubs playing more games in the regular season, which would mean that the games themselves, since it's a shortened season, take on even greater significance. Regional rivalries, and that all the divisions will be all the teams are playing based on region and universal DH. I feel like the coronavirus is giving me everything I want baseball to be anyway. Yeah, I mean, uh, I feel like it puts the NL teams in a real bad situation since they've yeah. been uh, basically preparing to, or leaning towards defensive uh, versatility or and, and leaning away from these overstuffed lineups just because you have less uh, mobility with what you're able to do with offensively. And the Cubs seem particularly ill-suited to really trot out an extra hitter. I guess you could put... Uh, Kyle Schwarber finally has a position. Right, and I guess that allows you a little bit more room to work with Schwarber and Souza. But it's it's not the most inspiring thing I've ever seen. Um, yeah, but I, I I know I don't know if this is a hot take, but I feel like it's not that 
I don't think Cub Sox is that cool without the atmosphere of Cub Sox, which it wouldn't have. True. I, I like, think that it, I don't think a, any of thing, as a as a intense. I mean, obviously, there's going to have the same like level of eyeballs and media focus on it, but um, I think the big one of the big things that highlights that or circles that on the schedule for the White Sox is that they know they're playing in front of a packed house and mm-hmm. they know they're playing like a really intense atmosphere. And so take that away, I feel like it takes a lot away. Whereas like this uh, Sox Royals game is probably not going to be too different. <laughs> any different. It won't be different at all. It'll be It'll the only be... thing we'll be missing is that one Royals fan that always shows up at White Sox games at guaranteed rate who wears like that Royals Hawaiian shirt. He's got the big beard and the hat. Well, we'll be missing they the guy show, with they the show him every antlers game. in Kansas City who I think was still showing up <laughs> even after Mustakas was gone. Um <laughs> Yeah. Uh, what was the other thing I was going to say? Cue me, Tom. <laughs> uh, you were going to say that you love I, baseball. and you uh, uh, Royal, Royals and Sox would actually have something this year because of uh, Brad Keller and Salvador Herperez and, and Tim Anderson. That that probably actually does have a little juice carrying over. In the, it, it would be fun, at least if that pops off again this year, because you would hear absolutely everything. So we got that looking forward to. Well, another reason I like, I mean, aside... I I've already I've said numerous times I my plan for baseball at least if they are ever going to change anything has always been to you know greater accentuate the regional rivalries and whether it was universal DH or universal pitcher hitting I feel like both leagues should be playing by the same rules but obviously with the union there's no way they're going to get rid of the DH so that's the only logical outcome so for me to see all this I'll, I'll counter I'm like, with cool. this as a reporter I'll counter with this uh, let me leave the Midwest. <laughs> I, yeah, don't want, I, I don't want you to constantly emphasize regional rivalries all the time. No, not not. I mean, I don't want it to be a situation where going forward, those are the only teams you ever play. I just want it to be like divisions instead of leagues. The divisions are based on actual geography and that most of your games are still played in your division, but you still play everybody else. But obviously, with they want to r- limit travel this year, so that won't be the case in this yeah. plan. But, and I, I, I would say that as much as it may be a, there's the hint of uh, something of you might lose a special the specialness of it if you're playing the Cubs 19 times a year. Uh, I really doubt it. And I think from a business perspective, they should let's see that happen first before you panic about it. I think it would be just basically as good as the Cubs playing the Cardinals 19 times a year if they played the White Sox 19 times a year for that to grow into something real. Yeah, it'd probably and, be pretty and, and, uh, I think Insufferable so, for me, but, I, but dope for the fans. I, I mean... I just feel like baseball needs to understand. I mean, it's it's a regional sport. Now, it it's covers the entire country, but unlike maybe the NFL where fans don't just root for their team, but they pay attention to every single other team, or the NBA where you pay attention to teams that aren't your local team, baseball fandom is essentially, for the most part, centered on the team you care about. Like, that's why, just look at podcasts. Look at this. You know, how many individual team podcasts are there? Now compare that to how many national baseball podcasts there are. And, you know, which so it's like, it's it's not a, it's not a sport that lends itself to nationalization or at least national coverage. And that, like, the, White, the average White Sox fan doesn't really give a shit about what the San Francisco Giants are doing. You know, Nor the aver- what the Angels are doing. Exactly. Because there would be so much more heat for a regular series against the Cardinals than regular series against the Angels and regular series against the Tampa Bay Rays. 
Exactly. They care about the teams in their division. And they, and if you put all these teams in their division and you add the geography of it, it makes it more of a – it brings more excitement to it. And I think that's one thing that baseball is really even trying to find. And it's looking sometimes, in my opinion, in the wrong direction where it's like, okay, we need to change the game. Whereas, no, you don't really need to change the game so much as you just need to change the format in which you're playing. And I think that these steps are good for it in the long term, not just in the immediate. So that's completely getting off on a tangent there. But the other thing that I think is good about this current iteration, the way it would be in 2020, is kind of like what we discussed with the, the original like Arizona plan or that they had with the divisions is the White Sox won't have to play any games against the Yankees. They won't have to play any game against the Astros. They won't have to play any games against the Angels, the Dodgers, you know, the the Braves. I feel like at a time when seven of the 15 teams in the American League will make the playoffs, that the White Sox only have to play AL Central and NL Central teams, that that increases their odds of being one of the seven of the 15 teams to make the playoffs. Didn't you listen to Hayes when he was on here, man? The Twins are better than all those teams. They probably could be. You're entering a world of pain. I would... Uh, I, I think that the Twins could easily win the Central again. I think that among the 10 teams in both Central divisions, the Twins could prove to be the best over the season and have the best record. That's fine. I think, you know, maybe, I mean, who's who would you have put again ahead of the Twins of those teams right now? In the Central Colossus? Yeah. I don't know if I put anyone ahead of the Twins. I think, uh, I mean, I, I like the Cardinals. Flaherty is really good. So do I. I think the Cardinals are getting a little bit overlooked. But I, I, but my point is overall that in that situation where there's going to be at least, I mean, if there's three divisions in the American League and seven teams are making the playoffs, that says that an average of at least two teams from each division are going to get in the playoffs. And I think that if you look at the Central or for that final wild card spot, if the White Sox are playing that schedule and not having to face those top teams compared to the Wests, like, I mean, the West is going to be a goddamn bloodbath. And then the East, you could say the same thing for, too. I feel like the odds of that extra final wild card coming from the Central are are a bit higher just simply based on the teams they have to play. You just think there's going to be, like, inflated uh, empty calorie records all over the place? Yeah. Like I you, mean, you, the like Tigers see, are really bad. Yeah, like you'll, yeah, because the White Sox get to play the Tigers, you know, 12 times. Whereas, you know, the Athletics have to play the Astros 12 times. Or the Padres have to play the Dodgers 12 times. The White Sox are getting 24 games against the Tigers and Royals. Boom. Yeah. I mean, there have been some out-of-the-park sims where the Royals are doing really good. I think they were, like, in first place of the Athletics, like, out-of-the-park sim after, like, 35 games or something stupid. But, uh, yeah, I think they're bad. Only 130 <laughs> games left to go. <laughs> well, only 50 games left to go. <laughs> oh, that's right. In a, yeah, yeah. Shit, 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 shit. We got to worry about the Royals now. But I just—I mean, you got to worry about literally any team that has like a half decent start because like they're basically going to be in it at the deadline. If like a five-game win streak can completely shift the tone of your season. Or if like you know, Giolito like tweaks a hamstring and misses two starts, that's mm-hmm. like season-altering again. All of a sudden. Now, what was, I mean, I didn't, do you know what the idea is about the roster size for this kind of thing? Uh, I just saw the note at the end of, I mean, I knew they were going to have to have some sort of big kind yeah, of. as many as 45 to 50? 
That seems yeah. Re- Rosenthal overly... put forty five fifty. You knew that basically you use your entire AAA team over the course of a season, essentially, and they yeah. were going to have to have that ready in some form. I just didn't know they were going to just quite have like, all right, have a second roster, yeah, and just pull from that, it. That feels like a little too much to me. But I also understand that they want to, you know give guys playing time who in the minors are probably not going to have any playing time this year. But if you're addicted to AAA PR emails like I am, that you'll see that they keep a track, and by the end of the season, there's like 20-plus guys who have been called up from the Charlotte Knights by the end of the season. Like, they legit use, like, 45 to 50 guys in a year easily. So if you're just going to, like, we have to designate all these guys, and maybe half of them are inactive or something like, you know, the NFL, or and, and they're just kind of still practicing at, I yeah. don't know, we, Arizona or UIC or wherever the hell they decide to keep them, but at your place, I yeah. I, th- I think we that a couch. I feel like if you are going to have a roster of forty five to fifty, I think you're right. They they have to have that NFL model where it's an active roster and it's like a you know practice squad or whatever the hell you want to call it. Because if you have like a game day roster of forty five players, holy shit! <laughs> I mean, it reminds me of like what was it twenty eighteen spring training where the White Sox just had this enormous like crowd of guys that they had all invited to big league spring training and they did like they would like their when like somebody came out of the game or the pitcher came out of the game and they had to do high fives in the dugout like the next guy had like thrown <laughs> his third or fourth pitch by the time he was done it was just like this huge it was like a shipping container full of white Sox players like down there yeah i also feel like it if they're going to be trying to play while also doing their damnedest to adhere to you know maybe some social distancing rules having 45 guys packed in a dugout probably well you could just have like 20 of them just chilling out in the stands or milling about the park and looking at like (laughs) surroundings and going to the fast pitch like uh (laughs) hut and whatnot doing whatever yeah so so this is i mean i i hope this happens i think that's pretty much a common theme i don't know what baseball is going to look like but i i really hope that whatever it looks like it's back soon because yeah so I'm kind of just latching on to all these things. Every single one that comes out, I'm like, oh, okay, all right, this is it. It's coming back, baby. My baseball's coming back. No, man, I like, uh, you know, calling uh, a bunch of 20-year-old players to ask them about some trade that didn't happen in 1994 uh, all the time. It, it's <laughs> it's a really relaxing way to go about the workday. Uh, it doesn't feel uh, tedious to, to me and certainly not to them at all. Have you Have you been following the KBO? Uh, a little. Uh, I mean, I did not really a ton since like opening night. I did watch, see the highlight of Saladino going deep the other day. Oh, and yeah, Hell yeah. Our it, beloved it, Samsung it, Lions are turning it up. They're two as and a res- four. As a result, well, they were zero and four, weren't they? That's right. That's what I'm saying. They're turning it on. Here they come. I mean, that's a very significant win streak in an eighty game season, which they are not playing because uh, they actually took effective measures. That's right. Did you know that 75% of us are walking around every day chronically dehydrated? We are suffering needlessly from frequent headaches, energy slumps, and poor focus. It doesn't have to be this way. Hydrant creates flavored electrolyte packets you mix directly into your water to make hydrating your body easy and delicious. Each rapid hydration mix has the four essential electrolytes your body needs. Sodium, potassium, magnesium, and zinc help you hydrate quickly and stay hydrated all day. 
and hydrants backed by research. The formula was developed by Oxford scientists to provide perfectly balanced, efficient hydration. There's no synthetic colors or artificial sweeteners. The formula is vegan, and you can choose between three different flavors or a variety pack. Hydrant starts at just a buck a packet for a 30-day supply. You can save even more with a monthly subscription. And for 25% off your first order, go to drinkhydrant.com and enter promo code ATHLETIC at checkout. That's drinkhydrant.com and enter promo code ATHLETIC for 25% off your first order. It's time for us to have a draft. Right. Uh, the very, uh, nothing more American in the draft. Which, James, I know you talked about before we started recording. You put in a lot of preparation for this. But this is a special draft because last time we did this, it was you and me drafting the White Sox roster. But this time, we're picking this is, on. This is real hard, out of ideas hours type of draft concept that you come up with right now. Uh, Cam, are you there? Yeah, I'm here now, but I don't know if I want to be with that pessimistic attitude James has. I know. I'm not a fan of it. Nope. Do, do we really need him on this right now? He's going to weigh us down. I, I feel like I I side with the rest of his sketch comedy group. Like, I did. <laughs> <laughs> like, Jesus, this guy just, oh, just everything sucks. We're all terrible. Jimmy uh, and the Funky Bunch. Yeah. <laughs> Jimmy and the Pops. Jimmy and the Pops. <laughs> the Scoopettas. Anyways, we are going to draft our favorite sports that aren't baseball. And uh, so, because I feel like that'd be an obvious first round pick. So I'm going to flip a coin. And the winner of the coin flip will get to determine the draft order. It will be a serpentine draft. Cam, you will be heads. James, of course, will be tails. All right, hold on. Cam, determine the draft order. Uh, let's go. Uh, fraud. I'm calling out fraud. Jimmy first, me second, you third, Tom. All right. That's exactly where I wanted to be. Jimmy, with the first pick of the White Sox business, sports that aren't baseball draft. Who do you take? Uh, our, is college and professional? Uh, do you read the text threads oh at I all? I thought it was. I just want to confirm before I make a pick. Yes. We are separating college and professional. You know, I got a first pick. You don't, you don't cross your T's, dot your I's after you make you have the first freaking overall pick. Are you going to make it? Yeah, it's NBA basketball. Oh, okay. Oh, why, why are you taking NBA? Because that's what I love the most after baseball. And maybe because I stayed up watching the... Oh, stayed up. It's 10 p.m. Uh, <laughs> watching the last dance. <laughs> uh, this, this podcast is very over 30. Yeah, you know, I mean, to maybe not tip some picks later, I I don't know if you guys ordered the UFC over the weekend, but we ordered no, it. No, uh, you know, have at it. You can draft that in the last round unless Cam is going to press I it. I won't. We, we ordered that over the weekend just because it was sports. And, man, it, it goes on till midnight. It was like by the end of it, Lynn and I were just, oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> we, we were tired. It's, it's Yeah, don't get old, folks. All right, NBA is off the board, Cam. Where you take it with your first pick? The Professional Bowling Association with the second overall pick in our what White Sox sports draft. What kind of troll pick Jason is this? Jason Belmont just won the world championship, and now this would be the week of the Final Four, and I imagine Jason Belmont, who just picked up his 13th major win, which extends the PBA overall record, would be like in contention for the Final Four, and we're not getting that. We are being deprived of balls being tossed at pins. I fucking hate you so much. Okay. Well, 
That's my pick. I, I mean, unless, you know, James wants to trade. I it, mean, it just seems like a sport you can play without fans in the stands because, you know, who gives a shit? It's the atmosphere, James. Why, why are you taking it away from PBA? Here, here's the thing. Now, maybe, maybe you're just doing this on purpose to be an ass. But you could be talking about either one of us. Yeah, true. <laughs> but just strategically, what are the odds you thought I was going to take bowling with my first two picks? It's yeah, a sleeper like, pick. Have some idea of value. It's a sleeper pick. No, you don't take a you sleeper, sleeper in the pick first in the first round. round. Draft, it's like Jesus it's a sleeper Christ. pick. You know, They're I'm like always, four rounds total. Sleeper pick, and that like your owner puts you in the sleeper hold after you make it, so you can't pick for the rest of the draft. I'm like Bill O'Brien right now. You know, James, Cam, cover your ears. James, I'm sitting there like, you know, we should involve Cam in the show more. And <laughs> 20 seconds after I involved him in the show Regret. more. Regret. Like, no, Regret. never should have done this. I uncovered this. my ears with what was said. Nothing. Nothing. We're, we're very, that's a great pick, Cam. Thank great you. Pick. Tom, you're on the clock. Uh, shit. Well, now I'm in a, I'm in a difficult spot. Because the top two picks, the top two sports on my board, I expected at least one of them to be off if I was picking third. But they're very similar, so I don't know if I want to take them both or if I want to reach down so that way I could have variety. So with my first pick... This is like drafting for for positional need and not best player available. That's what you're doing right now. My first pick, I'm taking college football. I don't think I really need to get too into detail on that. I mean, it's it's my job. I love it. So, of course... Who doesn't love their job? A lot of people, James. A lot of people. Like, people... (laughs) People who were in sketch groups under you didn't like their job. <laughs> well, they weren't getting paid and they're free to leave. So like, but now here, here is my conundrum. Do I take the NFL as well? Or because then I have both footballs, which is kind of cool. But then at the same time, it's like, I want, I don't know if I want variety or if I want just every single football game to be mine. <sighs> Fuck me. I mean, XFL would, would that technically still be on the board? Even yeah, if you're professional board, football, yeah. professional football, but I'm I'm drafting the NFL. AAF is still on the board, aren't they too? <laughs> uh, fuck, yeah, I'm taking the NFL. I just won this draft, anyways. So I got college football in the NFL, and I'm hoping my number three sport falls to me again, but I doubt it. All right, Cam, which dumbass fucking sport do you want to take with your second pick? <laughs> I'm going to take college baseball. Uh, <laughs> okay, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> we have the World Series. I missing out. It makes me very sad. Listen. We'll take. We'll call. We'll take the college baseball World Series and college baseball. Grading on a curve here, but college baseball wasn't on my board of fifteen sports. But compared to professional bowling in the first round, I like the pick. I've got. I've got some other sleeper picks coming up in the in future rounds. Yeah, and we've we've it's got sleeper drafts. It's a, it's a sleeper, sleeper draft. We've got some sleeping listeners because of your fucking picks. All right, James, you've got the next two picks. Sorry, but college baseball's off the board. Uh, MPBA, yeah. just to remind you. <laughs> what if we had another sport that was ruled by the SEC but was half as deep? Yeah. We've lost college baseball. <laughs> uh, I'll take college basketball so I can watch my beloved Notre Dame burn offense. See, so now, now James They don't really and I run have... the burn anymore, but they, maybe they should given how untalented they were in the last two years. To be clear, I'm giving you both men's and women's varieties. Wow. So you've completely monopolized basketball like I've monopolized football. Well, it's, it's the better sport. So uh, 
So what do you take with with your next pick then? Because now you've got both professional and college basketball. I have something I like more than what I'm going to pick, but I'm recognizing it's going to be there at the last pick. So just just so we get that out of the way. Okay. Wow. So you're you're drafting based on value. Yeah, I'm drafting huh. based on value. I want to give myself the slot money to lock this down. Um, though I also don't know, like, all right, Tom, how are we using soccer? Because there are so many leagues. You're taking the whole sport. I'm taking all. Okay, I got soccer. Then great. Fuck. <laughs> Fuck. I was hoping that's what was going to fall back to me. That's what I was thinking of taking over the NFL. Yeah, Only but the most I'm a- popular sport in the world. I yeah. don't think I can let it sit to round three. Ah, fuck me. I should have t- Oh, no. I'm, I mean, I got the NFL and college football. I, I can't be too bad. I can't be too upset. But, yeah, shit. Shit, shit, shit. All how, right. how, how are those youth participation rates looking, Tom? They're getting there, baby. It's the sport of the future. <laughs> Cam? So, I'm going to be playing based off of the talent I already have. And I'm going to draft the CFA International Cat Show. Uh, Tiki, no. I don't no. to invite him. No. Tiki, what? Nebula, no, my Nebula, it's a, a, it's a competition. Not a it's sport. a sport. No, nope. uh, no, we're my, not accepting my it. Nebula not accepting. And I were going to run the circuit. The more you talk, don't we're care. Not accepting. Not accepting. No, 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 no. La 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 la. Pick a sport. <laughs> you remember the guy who like broke into random fancy drafts and just picked Tebow the first pick <laughs> over and over again? <laughs> uh, I think I'll do UFC then. All right, I'm just going to give you MMA. It's any nice league. any hand to hand combat sport. Gotcha. Yeah. All right. Wow. Sorry you couldn't take your cat competition. Uh. Wow. Jesus, Cam, you're just- Title Nine kind of entitles me to take you know CFA, but okay. If we're going to completely preclude them, that's fine. Whatever. All right. Uh. Well, I got two. My last two picks. It's a four round draft, by the way. I probably should have mentioned that. At the top, <laughs> so we can wreck like, on it. Cam's, Cam's Cam's scrambling now to decide whether he wants to take like fucking darts or billiards. Uh, what did he wind up taking? I kind of zoned out. It was so boring. MMA. MMA, MMA. I'm going to take. Well, I'll take the NHL, and then for my final pick. Oh man, I got a couple choices here. They're all kind of on the same tier in my world. I'm going to take softball softball or do we not want to count softball is that too similar to baseball no let's do any any baseball or softball player would tell you it's entirely different so i can take it yes cool second softball do you ever watch like the women's softball world series sure it's fucking entertaining yeah and then beer league softball is just as fun they it's very interesting how um because i feel like if you watch baseball like the hitters are all just kind of like you, you, we don't have like a guy who's just up there to like hit the ball into the ground and bunt anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, everyone's just kind of like has the same goals as a hitter. They're just more or less proficient at doing them. I, I feel like there's not as much wide diversity in types of hitters um, in baseball, whereas because uh, everyone's just trying to do max output at all times. And anyway. I feel like softball is a lot more like this hitter comes up and they have a very specific role of what they try to do, and it's very differentiated over the course of the lineup. So I think that's interesting. I'm, I don't like to be the big NL strategy guy in bunting, but I, it is fascinating to see how yeah, no, stratified that sport is. It's it's an, it's a fun, interesting sport to watch. And if you haven't watched it, you know, if you see it on, give it a chance. It's, you know, 
it's I, I drafted it for a reason. I mean, there there are other big sports on the board that I passed up for this, and I'm sure Cam will pass up on them for something stupid as well. Cam, what's your final pick? I mean, I already have the draft in the bag, so I'm going to go ahead and just make kind of an off the cuff selection uh, based yeah. off of one of our. I, do we call him a friend of the show? He has a drop. Uh, the ideal national championship, the national electrician electrician championship. Uh, we had our good friend Jason Benetti on here, and he announced that last year actually. So I'm going to take that. The what the national electricians championship? That's not a sport. That's a ideal national championship. It's a sport. My it grandfather is- was an IBEW organizer, and I still want to kick your ass. That is take take a sport. For the love of God. <sighs> Fine. What do we have? I'll, I'll take the XFL then. No, the professional football was drafted oh, that's by me. Right. Oh, God. You're putting me in a pinch here. You said it was different. Take the AAF. No, I didn't say it was different. It's <laughs> professional football. Uh, water polo? Okay. I'll take water, I'll take polo. water polo. Water polo strikes me as like the least fun sport to play. Actually, lacrosse. Can I make it? Can I make an audible here? I'll do lacrosse. You want? Wow. I'm going to do lacrosse instead. James, James, I don't know. Let's. James, were you going to take lacrosse? I was not. All right. Well, then, yeah. Okay, I'll sweet. And I will. I will say, I tweeted about this sometime in the past. I don't know if it was a week ago, a month ago, seven years ago at this point. But I do feel like I would like lacrosse if I'd grown up in an area of the country that gave a shit about lacrosse. Like, I've seen it, and I was like, hey, this is cool. It's just I only have so much room in, like, my sports fan filing cabinet to pay attention to, and I'm not taking anything out for it. But had I grown up watching lacrosse, I feel like that's a sport I'd have been very into. My college roommate played it in a recreational league at the uh, university we attended, and I'd watch him get his ass mowed over every week. And so that's really the the only tie I have to lacrosse, just watching my roommate get mowed over by far superior athletes in a recreational league, mind you. Maybe I'd like lacrosse more if I uh, hadn't had so many lacrosse players in my section uh, as a freshman at Notre Dame. Did they pick on you? Did they pick on you in your sketch comedy group? They did not pick on me at all. Uh, One of them, like, who was a roommate with my friend, like, peed in his bed like first week of the freshman year and then, like, didn't change it until, like, the end of the semester. (laughs) (laughs) Who among us? All right, James. Final this pick is, of the draft. It's going to be James' college stories business pretty yeah. soon. Um, final pick would be tennis, which I probably would have picked sooner because I uh, I love tennis and uh, I I even if pressed I was going to pick women's tennis uh, above men's tennis because you I get both. Like it's, it's, I know I get both now. I mean, I realized that our draft was not deep enough to do that sort of mechanization, but had a whole little like treatise about how it's a more ground stroke oriented game, which is similar to how I played because. I was uh, basically five foot three until senior year of high school. So, yeah, I picked tennis, even though I probably would have picked tennis over soccer. Uh, that, you know, that annoys me that you did that because just just to give an idea of my feelings on tennis, I had a list of 15 sports. Tennis wasn't on it. Yeah, so- I, fig- I figured it'd be available unless, Tam- you know, Cam had another brain bleed uh, in the middle of the recording, but. Some some sports that did make my list: luge, bobsled, biathlon, cycling. No tennis. Can you cycling over Cat Federation? Uh, How is bobsled an enjoyable experience? Yeah, bobsled because they could crash. 
They can, but they generally don't, and they're all just within a tenth of a second of each other, and you're trying to, like, I oh, know, but when they, they wobble slightly more in that turn than the other place, Listen, they, it was, they it a loser. Listen, 15th on my board. I'm not oh. saying it was at the top. It was, like, if for somehow everything else had been taken in a 12-pick draft. I should have taken <laughs> You put 15 sports on your board for 12 picks? Yeah. You never well because again, like I had, it's a situation where I had to pick on value, or if I wanted to pick on. There's literally variety. no way you would wind up at your 15th choice in a 12 pick draft. No, like, but it's you just not possible. You got to understand, like picks 10 through 15 on my board are in that order, but it's not like there's a ton that separates them in my mind. They're all at the very bottom. But once you've made so, it to 12, why do you keep going? Why do you go past I'm 10? to explain it to you, James, because 12, 13, 14, and 15 are all pretty much tied. They're all the so same at value. The end, it's like, yeah. So at the end, I'm like, if I'm looking down to my last pick and I look at my first three sports and those are all that's available to me, my pick might then be based on what fits best with the three I already have. Like, if I've got something that's too similar to it, I'm not going to take this one even if it's ranked higher, which is the exact problem I had with my first two picks because after this fucking moron over here took professional bowling with his first pick, <laughs> it was a strategic I had both college football I put you in a NFL. pinch. It was a strategic okay. draft. Yeah. You threw me for a loop, Cam. Congratulations. <laughs> Can I just ask a technical question then? Sure. Are you trying to counteract the lack of prep I do for the podcast by like actively wasting your time before we record? Oh, yeah, wasting my time because we have so much to fucking do with our time right now. I could have been out, you know, interacting with people doing things. I don't know. You could be wrestling the dog or something. Listen, some of us, some of us over prepare and are ready for our jobs and others get overthrown. How is it to over? How is it like to over prepare and just have me pick soccer right in front of you just for the hell of it? It. It it stung because again soccer was it was either soccer or NFL for me and I was hoping that I figured and I Cam, wouldn't have picked NFL. How does that feel? I figured Cam would have done something stupid as shit again, which he did, and that you would probably I didn't know Not for sure predict. if you would pass on soccer. I knew you were going to take college basketball when I came back to you. I didn't know if you were going to take soccer, and Cam might have taken NFL. That was the risk. I considered it, but PBA was yeah. alluring. No, he just wanted to be a funny guy. I'm not anyway, funny. So, I wish I was. Uh, I mean, we laughed at you, so if that was your goal. <laughs> so I am a funny guy. Funny. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I recap the draft. <laughs> to recap the draft, Jimmy went first. He took the NBA, college basketball, soccer, and tennis. Cam, you went second. You took professional bowling, college baseball, MMA, and lacrosse, you wanted to take something about cats and electricians, but you were vetoed. And I went third. I took college football, the NFL, NHL, and softball. I think it's safe to say that James Rye are going to win this draft based on the grading. Although I don't know, I've, Cam will get plenty I'll of ironic exactly. Votes. I think that's what I was angling for in the end. Yeah. Uh, speaking of drafts, it was announced over the weekend that. Baseball will be having a shorter draft this summer. They are going to have a five-round draft, not, you know, the typical seven million rounds that they used to have or even like the 10 or 12-round proposals they were considering. It's going to be five rounds, so basically 150 picks. And James, what is that? What do you think about this decision? Um, I mean, I think I'm united with all of, like, baseball operations across the the league and saying that it's crap and terrible and it um 
sends a really poor message and it's needless. And why are you further stunting like the greatest, like basically a cash cow? You like, you get so much value, like the value that Andrew Vaughn will um, produce over the course of his entire career or during his cost controlled years. Like the rate of return they get on their investment is so insane. Like one good pick literally pays for an entire draft. Um, like Tim Anderson pays for like two or three drafts, like the level of success that he had and the level of like surplus value he provides. So the idea that they target this as like a way to cut costs, it's just like, it's so phenomenally short-sighted. It's so, it's such like, um, yeah, it, it's just very, it's like, it's penny wise, like 25 pounds foolish. I think that, you know, when we do say that it's only saving them a million dollars, um, I, I probably would stipulate that a million dollars can probably pay for the budget of an entire scouting staff. And if they're dealing with a situation where it's a, a strict either or, or they're saying like, well, we need to find some way to keep on our baseball operations staff and we need to find some uh, room to make a cut. I mean, the million dollars that they're saving by cutting off the, the bonuses is where they're at. I think probably a lot of uh, people in the game who currently so far, most of them have been retained and, and there have been few teams that have gone furloughs are probably willing to say like, this is a, a Faustian bargain, but you know, we're willing to take it given that um, there haven't been the layoffs that maybe they could have been. And maybe this is the way the owners are kind of justifying it, that they want some sort of cut, but just looking at maybe, I mean, watching the last dance and just recalling like a lot of the stuff that, the NBA did during the 90s and expanding into China. Not that that isn't fraught with its own uh, political issues, but <laughs> just just all the stuff that they've done to try to grow their game internationally, all the investment they did to, you know, really just throw out a ton of money with the idea that it's going to pay off like decades down the road of, of expanding their their audience and expanding their talent pool. As we've seen that this it's it's no longer remotely. Uh, out there to see Europeans or uh, people from even the Eastern Hemisphere playing in the NBA. I wish MLB could do more stuff that had some foresight that was about, you know, we're going to take a loss here, but we're going to grow the game. And shrinking the talent pool that you come from and, and shrinking the access point to professional baseball is going to have penalties down the road. It's going to make it seem like a less easy route. It already isn't seen as an easy route given that, you know, it's such a grueling path to even get into the major leagues, but it's seen as at least, you know, a, a higher uh, probability of getting drafted in a professional organization. It's still seen as a, a better route by a lot of high school players to go straight to the pros and get better instruction um, than going to college. And that gives you a lot of access to very great um, uh, premium athletic talent that maybe doesn't want to go through two or three years of, of playing college football or doesn't want to go through two or three years of playing college basketball. Uh, before they can get paid so just having the access to you know offer bonuses to kids in high school is a big strategic advantage so cutting that down in any form and just cutting down the access path to to talent to get into baseball it's just it's so short-sighted it's going to have negative impacts that you know we're not going to see you know it's like the coronavirus you don't realize that you're sick and that you're you're spreading this kind of uh this this negative vibes until like maybe you really see it show up uh, instead of weeks down the road, it's it's going to be years and decades down the road where you're realizing why is why is the product uh, worse? Why can you only get something that was a sixth round talent uh, in the third round uh, a couple of years ago? Um, I, I I think they should do more stuff to invest and in more that's going to make the game stronger in the long road and and less stuff of how can we improve our profit margins year to year because I feel like 
this is only emblematic of stuff we see as far as just improving year to year profits all the time in the sport. And it's really unfortunate. Yeah. And I, I, I think that, I mean, I, I agree with everything you said. And I, for me, I just feel like limiting opportunities to get people, you know, young athletes and young players into your sport when you are a sport that is already kind of struggling in this country to, you know, I mean, if you look at a kids growing up playing sports, like everybody's playing baseball first, not everybody, but a lot of kids play baseball, but more are playing basketball. A lot are playing football. Baseball in that sense is kind of falling behind. Even, you know, it's, there's not as much youth involvement in the, in the sport as there was when you and I were kids or even, you know, people younger than us, it's, it's gradually declining. And I feel like to have people that are interested in playing baseball and want to play baseball and to actively say, eh, we're not going to draft some of you just to save some money. I, I, it's just a very, very short sighted. I, I agree. It's, it's a dumb decision. And I think that this is more than anything. It's just to help them push their goal of getting rid of minor league affiliates. They want to have smaller farm systems, which is short sighted in itself because you exactly. want more access points to to baseball. He, he's yeah. not the perfect example because he was kind of too good to not go in the first two rounds. But like Alec Thomas, Alan Thomas's son, uh, the White Sox strength coach's son, who is with a you know a great prospect for the Diamondbacks right now, he was a three sport athlete at Mount Carmel. What if he can't get? I mean, to a degree, he always wanted to play baseball, but if he can't get a pro offer right out of high school in the way that he can't with basketball or football. Like does he, does, does baseball win out over those two sports for somebody who's that athletically gifted? You want to be able to win uh, over athletes who are that gifted, who have the option to go to other sports. And you have this advantage by being able to really bring, uh, have a wide draft entry where you can really offer bonuses to, to uh, high school players. Like, Hey, you're going to get top flight instruction. Now you're not going to play for free anymore. You're going to get a bonus up front. Obviously, minor league baseball is not the best, but it's better than playing for nothing. Uh, why do anything to cut that off? Yeah, and another example, which <clears throat> might not be the best example, but it's just kind of to drive home, you know, that that whole the overarching point there of making yourself less, desi- you know, you want to make yourself more desirable to the future, not less. And like, look at what Kyler Murray did, where he was an early draft pick by the Oakland Athletics. And then, I mean, it worked out very well for him. He went back to school. He won the Heisman. He was the number one overall pick. And nobody saw that coming before he did that. I mean, most even college football reporters knew the kid had talent, but most everybody was kind of thinking he'll go back to school and maybe he'll be a draft pick, but he's more than likely just going to, you know, end up playing baseball. So maybe because he had such a great season, it might not be the greatest example, but that's a kid who had choices and he chose football largely, A, because he enjoyed it more but also because you get paid right away in football. <laughs> you don't get paid right away in baseball. So, But for any player like that who has the choice of – And I can't, you're, you, because of this hard slotting that they put into yeah. the draft, you can't just like keep offering them like insane bonuses until you actually win them away. Like You can't actually compete for them and try to pay them as market value to pay them away from football, so you just lose them because you can't go that far over your, your, uh, your draft slotting. Exactly. So in the short term, you're limiting your expense, but you're costing yourself possibly greater profits down the line. Yeah. Everyone's going to have to watch watch Mark Canha in uh, Oakland instead of a, you know, a Heisman-level athlete. But hopefully, if you follow my plan to have regional, di- regional divisions across all leagues, get rid of the two-league system, I'll save your sport. Just listen to me and James. And White Sox business. Uh, we'll be back on Thursday. We have a special interview lined up 
I'm not gonna tell you who it is, but it's special. It's a secret. It's Cam. It's Cam, and <laughs> it'll it'll be just as horrible as his draft was. Anyways, we'll be back on Thursday. Thank you for listening. Sorry we didn't go an hour today. We'll try harder next time. Thanks for listening.